And we're back. Back. With another edition. Um, I don't like the name of I don't like the airwaves. We're we're uh we're gonna probably need to go ahead and change that up at one point. Yeah, I think when we named it that, we were like riding high, thinking like, oh yeah, ha ha, we're gonna win on electable yeah. airwaves. Yeah. And and now, now that the Rona has laid us low, it's it's sad. Yeah, it kind of has me dragged down too. Um, I'll think of something good. Yeah, yeah. We, we could come up with something. I still like our I still like our cover photo though. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that, our, photo, that works. Our, our cover photo is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really go with the title either. So yeah, I think if we had a cooler title, we we would have more listeners. Yeah, maybe we call it like a uh, plague doctors. That sucks too. Oh, uh, come on. It's gotta be something good, like. Toxic breadline bros. I mean, that would still work. Like now, that one never lost its meaning. No. All right, you really, you know, want to know which one I would really still hang on to? What? I forget the other one. No, I would stick to Maduro's basement. (laughs) I mean, even now with Silvercore, like I feel like we could. So okay, somebody's basement. Like we gotta go and like call it like Che Guevara's basement. There we go. That one's good. Che Guevara's basement. Long <laughs> no. Okay, anyway. trap, trap house. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's not about the length of the words. It's about the it's about like the the syllables. Yeah, it's about the flow of it. Right. So Che Guevara's basement. That's like it doesn't sound right. Oh come on. Um. Or are you like, or you're you're here talking about China, so maybe we're miles. Yeah, big. yeah. I want like I want it to be something with with Chinese characteristics, like. So, uh, okay, fine. So, so what are we gonna go through today then? <sighs> well, Pelosi called the president fat. Oh God, such resistance! That's Dude. such a true show of leadership. Fat shaming. There we go. Do you think, um, do you think, uh, see, like, I, I don't know, I was listening to, um, this interview with David Day and, and it sounded like people were starting to get frustrated with the way she's been running the house. Like, uh-huh. kind of just like, you know unilaterally put forward these bills like whatever she wants in it is getting in there um like nobody's like even able to get their proposals drafted up into the like there's an office that does like you know the Mm. specific drafting of the legislation it's got to be in the right format or whatever and there's a backlog and 
you know, only like Pelosi and a handful of other people can like get any of their documents processed. So she's kind of using that to be like, oh, sorry, sweetie. Like, couldn't get your proposal in there. We're just going to have to go with, you know, the one my, you know, the guy from North of Grumman wrote or whatever, you know, like, so it's pretty much her way or the highway. Like, you know, you can't even get anything added to the bills and there's no, you know, they're kind of the, whatever consists of like the progressive wing of Congress has had, you know, no kind of like cohesion. Like they're all, because like, that's the problem with having all these like fake progressives, right? Yeah. They're not actually a voting block like they should be. Right. Like, they're not like the Freedom Caucus. You know, they don't like throw their weight around. And that's the fucking problem with all these bullshit leftists. Like, none of these people, especially not like the professional ones, like, you know, the like nonprofit, you know, some of these more mainstream ones, like the indivisibles and the move ons, people like that, like, they don't help at all. Like, so then you have this, you know, I think it sounded like there was a handful of people, like, I don't know the exact number, but Jayapal and a handful of other ones were willing to, like, hold strong, but that's not enough to actually do anything with. Like, if they actually had, like, if we actually had the members of the Progressive Caucus were actually cool, like, you know, <laughs> actually willing to do something more than just corporatism, then How many, well, I mean, in the, in... they're fucking playing hardball, but it's like... I, I mean, in the point. house, do we? How many people do we have actually willing to play hardball? You know, I mean, what do we got? Like, we have, you know, three up here, and then I don't one. Think we know, really? I think there's probably you could probably get ten. I would say, right? Yeah. All told, like, and that you would know, be pushing 10, it. In in the uh, entire house, in in the entire house of representatives, bro. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't know what we need to do to get the rest. So I think there's, like, 50-something people in the Progressive Caucus, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some of them you probably have to just, like, get but, rid of altogether. But, but yeah, because like, then again, you know, you you know, call it a Progressive Caucus, and you're saying 50-something members in the Progressive Caucus, and at the end of the day, all of them end up falling in line to the rest of the party anyway. The problem is, though, it's, like, the way the Republicans negotiate, it's like you're basically negotiating against yourself, like unless you can get some of them on board. You know, it's like yeah, that's that's uh, it, it's the same problem. It's the same dynamic I was seeing with the with the UK, right? Where you see where you have um, the Labour Party running against their centrist party, running against the Boris Johnson party, right? Mm-hmm. But really, everybody that's going to vote for a conservative is just going to go vote for Boris Johnson, whereas everybody to the left of them is going to be split up into at least two different factions. Yeah, but they have, like, different, you know, it's different over there, though. It's not really the same. Like, they govern differently. Like, they have to govern with coalitions. Like, they have to get other people have to vote for stuff to get it to pass. Like, you can't, it's not enough to just be, like, straight partisan like they are here. Because it's just like none of the Republicans will vote for any of the Democratic legislation and vice versa. I mean, some of the Democrats will because they're, you know, Democrats in name only. Right. So that's what I'm trying to get at here is. All right. So the alternative to not to be like shamed or 
I don't know. You think this crisis would have like they would seen some of this, but apparently not. Like nothing's going to change. Like it's no. I mean, I, I what did I tell you at the start? Really disheartening. Things man. would have to get. I mean, really. things would have to get monumentally really really bad. Like where certain infrastructures could not actually function anymore. Where the death tolls just catastrophically high before shit would actually really, really change because of that. Hole, though, because like. The economic recovery is going to be fucked up, man. Like, what do you see happening? Like, I still don't see any kind of path be, forward. Like, because what I see happening is it's going to be the same playbook. What I see happening is going to be the same playbook where it's going to be a giant yeah, corporate so bailout hard. and act like they fix the whole fucking problem. But it's not, though, because you're still going to have, like, 20% unemployment, 20-something percent unemployment. Like, yeah, this, people who right lost now, their jobs are not getting their jobs back. Like, right, but right now we're in a spot where we have – we're on our way to that 20-25% unemployment. We're probably going to sustain that over so many that's what years. I'm saying. So what are they going to do? Then, like, what are they going to do to fix the, the economy? At the same time, we're also, where, we're also in a point where the stock market is still increasing. So all their portfolios are fine. So what are we, what are we know, talking like, about? At some point, with millions and millions of people unemployed, politicians are going to have to do their jobs. They're going to have to find a way to get the people jobs. Like that's a politician's job is to get people, like to get the GDP and, up. And you, gotta, right? but, and you know, the other thing I'm thinking about too with that is, you know, I mean, how long do they really can they really go without us working? Who? Well, they're going to be just fine. Like, what they're going to do, like, what they did, what they've done previously in recessions, right, is they trim the fat and they get down to, like, just the bare number of employees they can, like, extract the most value from. And, like, yeah. And, and meanwhile, they've amassed how much wealth So all these system? people that have gotten fired, like, this 20% or whoever, who, whatever number they finally settles at, which will probably keep going down – like that numbers like they're not going to hire back all of them not even close right they're going to hire back maybe 25 percent of them tops like if these businesses actually reopen so they that there's still going to be so many even if like you know in six months from now everything goes back to normal somehow like i'm not i don't know how but you know they just managed to normalize you know, the occasional death, then what do you, like, what do you do with all those people who no longer have jobs? Like, what, what's the what plan? Do they, for- what do they, what do they really have to do? What do you mean? For their, for their own self-interest, what do they really have to do? I think they, they can't have, it's not, you can't have 20% of the country unemployed for an extended period of time. That, that, I would say that would, tick a box for something a politician would be voted out of office for like i think they're probably don't want that right i think you have to take that as a baseline like you see and 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 see that's that's what i would kind of bank on too that if things get really catastrophically bad and we're up over 20 25 percent unemployment people are out here homeless you can't figure out where you're gonna get your next meal that at some point or another, what they're gonna go ahead and say that we're not gonna go and vote for these same people that we've always voted for. I mean, 
they're not going to have the chance, right? It's not going to be like that. It's going to have to be more drastic. Like, it's probably going to have to be, you know, some sort of, like, Occupy-type thing. Maybe, like, the National Mall or somewhere like that. Like, just a massive, like, uh, protest. Or yeah, it's it's gonna have to be something like that, and I'm telling you, that's why like I kept going nurses, back to it. Like they could do a coordinated, like some sort of general strike, yeah. but not general, but like maybe like five or six key industries, maybe like yeah. you know the teamsters, the nurses, the teachers, like uh, you know whatever public sector unions, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't, I mean, Pe- people are gonna have to get motivated enough to want to go and change all this kind of all stuff, and not just go and take lost their insurance. Bill. That's the other thing too is like everyone's losing their insurance. So yeah, like, that hasn't really started affecting anything yet. But like, you can't have everybody. I guess everybody will be sitting at home, like getting their unemployment benefits for a few more months, like right. without having insurance. So it won't be such a big deal, but like when that runs out and you have to go back out and find an essential worker's job or whatever it is, and you don't have insurance, because like these people, like pretty sure most of these like grocery store workers and all, they probably don't have health insurance benefits, right? No. So like none of them have even have insurance to begin with. So right. I don't know if that's ever going to be dealt with. I guess not. We'll just. They're okay with people just racking up massive amounts of medical debt and, you know, not seeking treatment when they need it. Like, I don't know, man. Shit looks grim. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't see a path out. Like, I don't know what they're, they're going to have to do some sort of UBI thing eventually, right? Like, That's what and, I keep coming back to is they're going to end up having to go not and do, do anything actual good, yeah. problem. You know, they're not going to do anything that would lead to structural changes, right? They'll do like a temporary, like six months of UBI or something like that, mm-hmm. and you know, to get people to spend money because I think they need that, right? Like, they need people to eventually I mean, they're going to start trying that. I feel like that's their, their next thing they're going to try is to start giving people money to try to like trickle up economy, you know. I, I think that's going to have to eventually be something that they go to because people aren't going to like rush back out to shop and be take part in the service economy in whatever various ways until there's like some sort of motivation for it because people are freaked out and they're they're right to be freaked out so like if the motivation was like you know you getting these checks you have to spend like x amount of it you know whatever it is. I don't know how they could enforce anything like that, but, you know, I'm sure they could figure something out or just Mm -hmm. maybe just like a strong pressure too. And most people probably would, I guess, if they were getting enough money to like pay their rent. But yeah, I think they'll start hearing it from the landlords and shit too, though. Right. Because people aren't going to be able to like pay rent. You know, like all these millions of people, like they're going to start, the donors are going to start getting pissed off about people being fucking unemployed and, you know, sick or whatever it is. Like that's when they'll change about it, right? So I feel like they must be, they might be starting to hear about it a little bit now, but the longer this goes on, the more they'll start. 
Because that's who they're working for, right? Like right. So that's what I'm saying. So if I'm looking at it from from their perspective, if I'm one of part of that ruling class, right? All my money is going to be stabilized in the stock market because of what they're doing. They're just going to pump money up and prop this shit up like fucking weekend at Bernie's. So my money's safe. Everybody though, like you know, the people who it, like own the businesses that run the service economy. So are they like diversified enough that they're still, you know, the stocks are still doing okay, even though the retail locations are shut down. Like, I don't know how that's organized, but like the people who own Chili's for instance. Right. right? So the people, so go, go down the line of people that the people that own Chili's, right? So they don't just own Chili's. They own several of these, like a missile right. factory and like, right. You know, and they, I mean, just not even just Chili's restaurants, all these different restaurants. They're all diversified into all these different kinds of shit. Is it just restaurants or is it also like a baking soda company and a bleach distributor and shit like that? Yeah, it's all kinds of different shit like that. I mean, like all the stuff that Procter & Gamble owns. They own so many different fucking things that people buy every day. But what about like car companies? Like everybody's going to start feeling this. Like people aren't buying anything. Yeah, aren't buying any consumer goods. Like, so that's that that's not sustainable. They're gonna have to fix that. Yeah, they, I mean, they're the thing is for them. I don't know if it is fixed. It's not fixed. They have to fix it though. What I'm <laughs> what I'm saying, like our economy is built on that. Like the whole world, the, like need, needs us to be consumers. Like. Right. I mean, the whole I, global I, mean economy I, I depends on us buying a lot of shit. But it, but the way that they're doing, like, okay, right now the stocks should be in a fucking yeah. <laughs> it, it should be cratering. The other a, thing I heard too is like terrible. the Fed hasn't even spent any of that money yet. Like they haven't mm-hmm. even gotten that money into the system yet. It's just the stocks that we've seen is just from like the announcement that these companies were getting the money. So they're securitizing like their, like their ability to get PPP money and shit like that. Like, but, but see the thing is, if no one's actually getting, if, if no, if people aren't spending and they're not actually going and getting these services or goods or any of these kinds of stuff, then where are they getting the money from? It's not how the stock market works though. It's not like, (laughs) Some so many of these like stocks are not even profitable. Like most of these companies aren't, right? Like the stock market doesn't work that way. It's not like the stock value goes up because the business makes more profits. You know, it's the stock market goes up because people think the stock is worth more money. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. I guess some of them will do well, but like at a certain point, it's like you're not going to believe. I guess it's a lot of like mutual funds and stuff, though, where you're uh-huh. kind of like you don't really know what you're getting. And they kind of like they mix it up, right? So they put. And, I mean, and then you, like, you can go to the and you can go back to the whole bond market too, where you're talking about all these different um, uh, vehicles, investment vehicles that do go belly up when people aren't consuming or people can't pay their bills. I don't know. Like, it seems like the Fed is just like cheating, you know. That's like, what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. They're cheating the whole system so, in order so that way they don't have to feel any of this shit. Because if if it wasn't for those announcements, not a little on the spending, but if it wasn't for the announcements, then this where would the stock market be right now? So like the rest of the world doesn't that fuck up their system though? Don't they need 
Like, no, but but the rest of the world is gonna go do their do. I mean, I think they're gonna probably be a little bit more capable than the this country is about getting everything mobilized to actually fix things. So they can just like not deal with America and let America just fucking sink their own ship. Like, I, I don't mean, see I, how, like I, I don't know. Maybe this last. I mean, all they really care about is like the numbers on the paper. I don't even know what it is. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. They just care about the numbers on the paper. So then what's to stop them from letting everybody just go into a fucking depression while they don't have to feel it? You know, that was the that was the deal going on with the Great Depression, right? So the Great Depression, it wasn't just normal working people that were feeling it. You're talking about people that were up at the top that lost every fucking thing too. Mm-hmm. And they needed to fix it. They really actually needed to fix it because – it wasn't just the it wasn't just the working class. It was the ruling class that was going broke. So what what we need to happen, or what we need to have happen, in order to actually get changes out of these people that are in office, is the right people need to get hurt. It's always come down to that. When it came to the to the AIDS epidemic, when it, when it comes down to that, people didn't want to mobilize for so long because who was getting hurt? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you get people in the bl- that need blood donations for plastic okay, surgery. So how do we hurt the one percent? I'm mean, okay. So in what way can can will this strategy of cheating the system, pumping up artificially the markets and all their 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 stockpiles of cash? In what way will this reach ahead and actually hurt them? What would actually have to happen? I know. I'm thinking. I don't know. You tell me. So the only thing I can think of is if you keep propping up a system that is built on 20, 25% unemployment and you just keep pumping money into it, at some point or another, you le- you're going to end up hitting the hyperinflation point. What's that? The hyperinflation Explain that to our listeners who okay. are not so- as savvy as you and I. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so a hyperinflation point it's it, it's it's like a dilution of the currency. So you have a finite amount of currency out in circulation. And the reason of that is because you have to create some kind of scarcity in order to give your currency value. Oh, Wall Street and all the financial markets are such a scam. See what I mean? Like yeah, you have to have some kind of finite currency, but the 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 Precedent. You just create currency overnight to satisfy right. so why, the donors' so, whims. Right. So then that's that's why. Why doesn't why don't like people are unemployed? Why don't they just create a bunch of money and just give it out to everybody? Yeah, exactly. It does, why don't they? Because it doesn't work that way. Because if you do that, then you inf- then you devalue your currency. But, your money becomes worthless. That's what happened with uh, post uh, World War One Germany. Where one uh, one loaf of bread costs like a million francs or whatever they had there. You know what I mean? So because they gave everybody UBI or something. Because they had to keep pumping up money artificially into the into the system in order to prop it up. So it's not a thing about just it, you know we can we can do inflation sounds terrible. Yes, it is terrible. If, so because do you what, think that's what's gonna happen? Well, what I I mean it conceivably could happen is if we're over here 
building up a system that is not producing. You know what I mean? So if we just keep – so they throw money in by the trillions from the Fed into the stock market to stabilize the thing. For all we know, it could have just been an announcement just to stabilize it, but if we're actually throwing in money into the system in, in those amounts, then what that does is that devalues everything. Then that's why the price of gold goes up. So if at one point or another, we reach a tipping point, then it's going to be like a gold bar is worth you know, $100,000. When it goes up double in, in uh, the stock price for gold doubles overnight. Dude, because why won't China just save us? Well, I'm pretty sure they, they're just kind of waiting to pick us off after everything. No, why won't they just save us, though? Like Because they, uh, maybe they benefit yeah. more financially from not having us in the picture. <laughs> you think, though? I think they need a fucking all the fucking big dumb hogs in America to just, like, you know, pay X amount of dollars for, well, you know, whatever their supply chains are creating, like. I feel like the whole world is set up to, like, sell America overpriced shit they don't need. The world is set up for there to be um, a certain amount of superpowers in the world. Certain countries have to be – have to have the reins of power. But there's – but it doesn't have to be the United States. The United States could could fall down. One of these other countries could rise up and – they could end up being the financial. What we need is like a multipolar world where, because like I always say that like during the cold war, like the American industrialists, like, you know, the, like who the proto oligarchs or whatever cared about like owning the Russians Right, they wanted to have nice shit so they could be like fucking Russia sucks. Like, look how lame all their shit is. Like, our shit's boss. Like, whatever. We got highways and subways, and our airplanes are sick. And they didn't mind paying taxes for that, and they wanted to have a badass military too. Right. Right. So they like own the Russians that way as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, after they like defeated the Russians, they kind of gave up right now they don't really fucking care and like china rising as a superpower it's like they haven't cared enough yet to want to like buy into it probably because they've had it all their own way for so long mm-hmm. but like they <clears throat> i don't know if china's going to get to the point where like they get their dick swinging mojo back and they want to like own china by having a nice country like it I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't see, I can't, I, I can't see the world. I have a hard time seeing the world through their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know what their end game is. Like, what do they want? Like, other than more money? Like, what's, is there, you know, is this. Some... I mean, okay, would you characterize China's relationship with the United States as adversarial? No, no, I don't think they. I don't think they. They're they're grown ups. Like our country's run by a bunch of fucking whiny crybaby bitches who like don't know what they're doing. Don't want to take mm-hmm. accountability for anything, and mm-hmm. constantly need to like you know compare themselves and you know play these sort of like adversarial games. Like I'm so sick of this like blaming you know blaming China or whatever like attacking them 
like projecting. It's all just, you know, like we're the baddies in any kind of international diplomacy situation, just about, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if anything China did wrong in the coronavirus, like, I'm sure we are at least as bad, probably a lot worse. Like, you know, we're like stealing PPE from like Caribbean countries and you know, like increasing sanctions and escalating on aggression in different like military theaters around the world like we're we're not we're behaving like psychos the silver core thing like we tried to do a coup last week like we're definitely the bad guys in this whole outbreak and we're handling it as such like i said last week like the countries that are handling it the worst are the countries that have these like trumpian you know fascist light dictators right like yes like putin boris bolsonaro and trump like Mm -hmm. like they're all just like letting people die and they don't know what the fuck they're doing because they just can't you know bring themselves to like spend for the public good right and see there there's a there's a price to doing that if you don't have a functioning working class anymore yeah that sucks man you know, so and then there's a price to going up and propping up the stock market in the way that they're doing it. You know, these bailouts that they that they want to go ahead and do that they did for the banks and the ones that they're trying to, that are probably down the pipe when they start feeling this shit again. There's a the bill's gonna come due at some point or another. You can't put this shit up on credit, and that's what our currency is based on. We get remember our currency is not on the gold standard right now. It's on. It's built on the full faith and credit of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, if people lose confidence in the United States to be able to produce uh, and manufacture goods, to be able to go ahead and and uh, function as an economy, then that means that other countries are going to lose confidence in our currency as well, which is going to devalue it. Okay, but the whole world needs the, the petrodollar, though, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like. The U.S., like, that our sort of markets, I think, are just tentacled. Like, every other market sort of relies on the way that ours works and to a certain extent. And I think, like, the petrodollar, yeah, I think, yeah, is... And, and see, that's a, that's, a, that's a problem. That's a problem that, they, that the other countries are going to end up having to fix because... That's what I'm yeah, saying. They, they, they have an interest for, in keeping the dollar stable, though. That's why I think have, why the U.S. But, can fuck around a, like but, this. But that's the thing. There's a. There's gonna. There could end up being a point where it's in their better interest to not have to rely on us anymore, and I'd oh, be man, having another stabilizing rock. currency. Imagine if like Putin and OPEC and like could get like the EU and China all on board to be like, fuck the dollar. We're gonna start using the the, the yuan. Euro. Yeah, Use whatever. Zero, whatever it is. I mean, they're, Dude, they're, that would fucking... Oh, man, the fucking 1% would hate that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. No, I hope they do now, that. Yeah, I mean, imagine what would happen to, to the economy then. Oh, but, so you, know what, you know what would happen, right? Is there would be a mad scramble to go into the new currency from our ruling class. Oh, man, they would just drop us like a bad habit. We'd be like, Fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah. See, you see, Bill Gates change up his his uh, net worth from dollars to euros overnight. So you don't see there's no other than that. 
they're just going to let people be unemployed and i think so this is, i mean they they've had opportune times here to go ahead and mobilize and actually go ahead and do something for so what do you think they're going to do when like a million people who are out of work show up in dc and start pitching tents and no, refusing to that, leave that's what's going to go that's what's going to go down you know remember you remember the great depression had yeah so what do you think they're going to do right yeah you know so we get to a point where we're seeing that and that you know that kind of shit's going on fucking hoovervilles in the in the <laughs> in the modern times i mean mm-hmm. at that point then that's when you get a when you get some kind of agent of change that does do systemic changes but that's what i'm saying things if at this point things have to get almost catastrophically bad well they're going to like you just said like if you're right and they don't they don't do anything like even you know with millions and millions of people unemployed without insurance and they just they, don't do anything right and they don't raise wages either to go ahead and 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 coincide with the inflation that would that would come so you got to think about it so say you're somebody that's worked for years and has uh has a you know got their pension has a retirement account and all that other kind of shit so you got like even if you got like a good amount say you got a million in the bank on your rear on your retirement right so what happens when when shit hyperinflates and now it costs what like 500 bucks for a gallon of milk but that's what i'm saying i don't think we'll have hyperinflation though uh-huh. like I think when they drop us, like like you said, like that'll be the instigating event. Like if they switch the petrodollar up, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that would be hyperinflation because everybody would want to get rid of our money, right? So they'd be giving it away. So that would be deflation, right? Deflation, and and to that end, if they go in ahead and abandon the currency, but it would have to be precipitated by a hyperinflation event first. Well, how would the hyperinflation start, though? Just they keep pumping by, it up? By pumping up the fucking currency with no basis. Yeah, eventually, there's going to be a situation where, like, the only stocks and interest people want to buy are in a few key industries. You know, like, when the that government are, money runs out or whatever. And it's and that's just... My, and that's my point, is that the government money should have been done run out. I think they'll try something, like, you know, in the fall or whatever. Maybe they'll try to do some sort of, like, you know, hot jobs program type thing. And they'll do some sort of, like, I don't know. I think they're going to have to do a UBI before that. But if not by then, then maybe then they'll do it. And just there's plenty of shit they can hire people to do. There's plenty of ways for the capitalists to make money off that and. They're not people don't like you don't want to have all those unemployed people like I think it's hard to win elections with high numbers of unemployed like nobody wants that no it, it, it's just I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how strong even the, the way they manipulate is. the stats like even if you're running on that you're running on still, stock market you're, if you say you're running on the stock market and saying the economy is great yeah but I don't even think you can say that now though. Like, I don't even think you're going to be able to run and say, look, like, look at the economy. It's doing great. 
like you can't use that as your selling point because even if it is technically doing great, like most people by now understand that that's bullshit. They've seen the disconnect. They know this not up. I don't know. I don't know. They do. I think regular people understand that that's that's highly irregular. For nobody's going to expect that like our GDP is going to go up and stuff like. You know, people see, and, that, and that's the other economy. thing about it. You see, like, you were gonna go look at our, our, our at our GDP, and it's propped up by inflated numbers. But more goes into it than just the stock market, though. Like, there's job yeah. numbers and stuff in the GDP. Right. So, but I'm saying if you're offsetting the yeah, so it'll be propped up a little bit but still you can't run on the economy if the gdp is down for the first time in years yeah you know? like the gdp is not supposed to go down so so you think that is gonna go ahead and be like the 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 telling point that all this shit isn't working I, yeah i think i mean yeah maybe something like that that just won't publicize it as much people won't really notice it but you know like People are going to notice if millions of people are out of work for an extended period of time, especially when quarantine's over, and like, you know, there's a lot more people on the street, like, and the people are actually seeing these bread lines and stuff because people aren't really seeing that now either, right? Like, these food pantries are doing all kinds of business that is like, if you were seeing that in your town you would think differently about it. Like, even if you were doing okay, or you would know somebody, you know, like, mm-hmm. all of these people are going to be out of work. Like, it's not, you know, these communities are going to be decimated, right? Like, mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to answer for that. So, I don't know. I just don't know what the Republicans, like, if it becomes about coronavirus, Right, which I think mm-hmm. probably will be in November. Like all of the, uh, you know, the races that are going on. I don't know how incumbent Republicans are going to be able to say like, we have the right economic response for this. You know, right. tax cuts. Like, so it'd be hard to I run think, on tax cuts for the wealthy and people. Right, well, and people are unemployed. Yeah, I mean, you think that running on tax cuts for the wealthy is going to be a losing argument anyway. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's so a it, but it's you're a thing have to, like run on some sort no, of no no like, but it, it's a thing where people people are um people have it in their heads somehow that um taxes are uh are just bad point blank and uh any kind of government money or tax money that we get back from it is um is a handout. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, didn't you see? Didn't Kyle do a story on this today? Something like two thirds of the country wants the government to spend more money during the crisis. I mean, people want the government to spend money. People want UBI and shit. Like, yeah, they, I, I mean, I figure a lot of people do want that kind of stuff. Yeah, so but I don't I, know how you're going to be able was, to uh, the opposite of that. Like, the Republican platform is basically no government intervention or as little as possible, and right. people are going to. be hurting so i don't know how they're they're going to be able to win a whole lot and maybe in some districts but like you know it's going to be hard to sell that to people who are out of work and you know have no options 
I mean, the the big question, I guess, now for me that you raised it is going to be uh, what are going to be the GDP numbers? Because the stock market, you can throw a bandaid on it, like what they're doing. They're definitely going to be down. It's going to be down. There's no way they can make it not be down. It'll, they'll, they'll jazz it up so it's not that far down, but uh-huh. and they'll say it's a win, you know. Like, so, I can picture Trump talking about it already. Mm-hmm. Do you think Trump has the? Do you think Trump has the Rona now? That he said he's taking the the hydro. <laughs> I don't know. Based in the hydro. I mean, I've been speculating about him possibly having it. You saw a bunch of people having it around him, but I he's mean, totally going to try to play it cool the, too. The other the other problem with that too is that you still see a lot of people not really going and taking it seriously. And then, and then, especially like, yeah, like you're saying, like the chuds going out here and arguing to reopen and talking about, you know, muzzles are for dogs, not from a fucking human. All you know, like fucking dumb though. Like, why not just wear the mask, bro? Like, I mean, let us die. I guess. Let I mean, I mean, that's that's Darwin's law, right? I mean, that's the the problem with that, though, is that they, by risking themselves, they risk the rest of us. But the people who are working are wearing PPE, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like the chuds are mostly infecting each other, right? I mean, you you'd think so, but it's the idea is herd immunity. So <laughs> if they're not going to get the herd immunity, though, like the numbers on that are like dystopia, like. That's like you need to get like seventy percent of the population, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say sixty and be generous. So sixty percent of the population is like two hundred million or so, right? So two hundred million people have to get sick, and of that, you know, mm-hmm. let's say one percent dies, or you know, even half of one. Like so, one percent would be um, two million. So say half a percent, a million people, a million people are gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that. I mean, I mean, look at what happened over here. In, I mean, look at what happened over here in Texas. So in Texas, they decided to reopen, and then two weeks after the fact, we get a record number of cases. Yeah, it's chuds infecting each other, right? And you'd hope that it's just chuds infecting each other, but it's also a lot of people that are not politically aligned in any way and they're just getting exposed by being out in the community because no matter how much PPE you have, you still run the risk of getting it. You can yeah. protect yourself all you want, but if people are not and the fucking people cops are carrying it or like they're not enforcing this shit either. Like in Texas they did, right? Like I saw that one thing. Yeah, they uh, they, they arrested they busted a couple, up a yeah. bar. Uh-huh. Freedom Lounge or something it was called mm-hmm. right? in uh, the uh, Friday Night Lights town. Yeah. Odessa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I saw a couple other places. They just kind of like the cops backed down and they kind of like went home and like let them like get their hair cut and stuff. Like, yeah. Like it is. It's, it's crazy, though. Like, it's so you, you know, like the comparisons to like you're restricting my freedoms and, you know, quarantine is like slavery and this is communism and all that. And it's like, 
You're, they don't even know what they don't even know what communism is to go ahead and say no that. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's like they're and like you know I've heard the critiques like oh they just it's like that's the point is like I'm not like I'm not mad at their protesting and all that I'm mad at their their flavor of protesting like you shouldn't be asking to die. You should be asking for the government to do its job. Like, yeah. You don't. But then what? But that's what I keep telling. That's what I keep telling you. Their learn, their mindset. They'll learn though. Like they're not gonna. It's not gonna work. No matter how much they try to force it open, it's not gonna work. Because like you said, like you saw in Texas, they're just gonna have spikes and people are gonna start dying, and then they're gonna chill out. You know, and, like. And see, when we're over here advocating for a government response, what are they saying about a government response? What are these same people that are out there protesting saying about government response? It's a handout. Gover- the America is not built on handouts. We don't it's need a handout. Dumb, though. Like, it's not – I mean it's your fucking money. It's your tax money. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm okay – Anytime the government is spending money that's not just going directly to some fat cat or some pedophile somewhere, like, I'm okay with that. Like, whatever you want to spend that's in some way benefiting the community, go ahead and spend it. Like, spend as much as possible. Like, I just don't understand. I, like I said, like, you, like, they're going to have to live and learn because. It's not. It doesn't work. You can't force it open. So these places that are going to have people dying, their hospitals are going to get overwhelmed, and people they know are going to start dying, like their friends yep. and family, mm-hmm. and they're going to like, you know, chill out for a little while, like and go back in. I really don't see how this ends without some sort of vaccine or something, like. Yeah, that's what it's gonna end up taking. And, you know, there there has to be some kind of vaccine. There has to be enough people willing to take the vaccine because the next argument is gonna be like, oh, we're anti-vaxxers. You yeah. know, those motherfuckers are coming too. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the people who want to reopen the economy too. Like exactly. So, <laughs> you so you, so so all this building up to the get in the vaccine, whole... act, get, you know, to get us out. And working again, accelerationistas, and, and then all of that just to get to get a vaccine that a lot of these people that are out there protesting probably won't even take. Um. All right. Well, then, what do you want to do? Then, what do you think we should do? Send in the national guard. What if Trump did that? Like, started if, if fucking Trump... sending in soldiers to kill to like mow down his base when they were protesting to reopen <laughs> the economy. <laughs> Like can't state their but maybe, asses. But maybe like, at that point, then people would actually take it seriously. Trump would never it's, it's, in a million fucking years do that. Yeah. Never. No. He would rather like get raped on TV by like Marcellus Wallace than <laughs> like have any kind of military like firing on chuds. Like, no, it's not gonna be. You have thing drones do it on, if you on anybody. Do it. But no, what what I think they should send um, out robot Trumps, like robot Trumps. Ladies to go and up. gentlemen, you're gonna have to disperse this protest. I know it's very bad what the Democrats are doing to you, but it's China's <laughs> fault. So just go home, and we're gonna make China pay for it. Okay. But I think 
it, it's just gonna come down to having these these we first of all there needs to be a national policy because each of these states going in each different direction is some bullshit did you see that the article a couple of days ago about how like New York caused like eighty percent of the infections in the country? You see what I'm talking about? People leaving New York, like you see what I'm talking about? Eighty percent of the infections coming out from New York. And by the way, the European strain of it was from Europe too. The New York uh-huh. one was from Europe, so like right. not even China's fault. <laughs> like we don't even have China's yeah. virus. We have Europe's virus. But if you yeah. Blame anybody? You can blame the Europeans, I guess. Like. I mean, <laughs> I'm just so sick of blaming China. Like, first of all, I'm like, I heard convincing argument before that it, it was a, a CIA weapon that they brought to China. So, like, oh gosh, I think that's probably right, as plausible as it is that it's a all Chinese right, bio. We're, we're going to conspiracy territory, so you know, let, let's let's just say, let's I'd say, I think that's I think that let's go down the equally, rabbit hole a little bit here, though. I think that's equally credible as the story that it's a Chinese bioweapon. Well, I think so too. Way. I think I so think it's just minimal a, I mean, credibility, right? Now, I see, think both I, of those are probably ten percent each, ten percent chance it was a Chinese one. Ten percent chance it was us, and but, the rest. I mean, okay, so happened. then why would it break out in in China if it was us? Because there was like a, um, there was like a there was troop detachments in Wuhan, like right there. Like there was U.S. troops going back and forth the whole time. Like, so, but, but okay, anyway. okay. So or let's so, so let's kind of go into this. So the Okay, so the cause of the virus. What do you what do you think is the most likely scenario that would that led said, to this? I think um, I think it's equally plausible that it was our thing as it was their thing, right? I think both of those. Are are, but are you fu- are you fully convinced that it was a bioweapon at all? No, I think it's okay. probably. Um, I'd say maybe. Let's say. Thirty percent, twenty-five percent, twenty-five to thirty percent think it was a bioweapon. The rest mm-hmm. think it was natural. And mm-hmm. of that initial split, I think it's equal likely that it was us as it was them. Mm-hmm. And I guess. So, so you would still say that the that the. And I guess you have to do another split for if it was incompetence or mm-hmm. intentional. I think it's unlikely that anybody did it intentionally. I think I th- it was incompetence. I know. think, yeah, I mean, for for me, I kind of err more on on the incompetence side as well. I I, I go with the idea that this has kind of been. Like we tried to keep it out of the U.S. Like if we had been different, like done like a hyper, like Trump had done his ban a lot quicker, you know, mm-hmm. and like been like a big like no Chinese allowed, like keep trying to keep but, it. I mean, I, in China. Then I I mean, but like you, like you just said about the about it being the European strain, it wouldn't even need, need it would have needed to be a kind of a universal travel ban. Yeah, but like the fact that they didn't do any kind of aggressive travel ban mm-hmm. makes me think it wasn't intentional because they didn't even try to keep it out of America. You know. Right. So I mean, so you go ahead and you track that, right? So if this was a a U.S. manufactured bioweapon. Right, then you would have thought that we would have instituted more precautions to 
stop that stuff yeah. from spreading over here. So that's why it was. If it was us, it was incompetence. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I mean for for me I kind of look at it as something that was just something that we had coming. It eventually something was gonna hit like this. Yeah, that's what I think too. I mean, I think it's probably what it was. Like somebody fucking a bat. Like <laughs> pig blood. Right? Isn't that well, how I mean, happened? You know that, I mean, okay. So, what do you what do you know pig. about? <laughs> so, okay. So that, that kind of reminds me of the of the AIDS epidemic. Fucking pigs just, over there, though, right? I, I I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to <laughs> speculate. I'm not gonna go and judge anybody <laughs> the for their sexual proclivities. I mean, I don't think pigs can give consent, but you know, the different cultures. <laughs> I mean, farmers fuck their animals, though, right? Why? Like the reason that's a meme is because it happens in history, right? Like, I mean, I mean, isn't it in the Bible? You figure all things are in some kind of basis. In fact, there's a there's actually a, like, I know there's yeah, all those Welsh. Like they always well, say the Welsh. Law, there's a there's a there's a biblical law, I guess, about you know men. Yeah. yeah so if the, you know, laying with an animal. So I'm saying, the, I think that's a well, thing. The, the law in the Bible says that uh, if the if there's a man who lays with a sheep, then the man should be put to death, <laughs> and so should the sheep. So <laughs> these Chinese pig fuckers are like, because in in the movie, um, what's it called? Contagion. Yeah, the one I just watched. That yeah. fucking sucked. Um, you didn't it like it in the end. No, it was fucking. It was like, it was like all build up, and there was no kind of like action scenes or anything like that. It was just. It's a disease spreading. I don't know. If I know, but like outbreak action scenes. Yeah, but like compare that to outbreak. Like yeah, but outbreak in, in was outbreak, like tension, had, like, excitement, a, and stuff. Like I mean, I I mean, I felt like there was tension and excitement and contagion. But the difference with outbreak is you had that whole military response aspect of it. And then yeah, but they didn't do anything. But I mean, the, right. for me, this shit hit a lot more realistically because you can look it around. It seemed kind of realistic, but then there was also things that were different. Like the, um, they made it seem like it was so pro-capitalist, right? Like the only good guy who was like calling attention to the corruption was like eventually revealed to be corrupt himself. Right? Yeah. Like, and, so it now, was all basically about like the rush to find the cure. That like these pharmaceutical companies were just like you know which desperately you, which, trying which to do. Which the guy in the movie was right about. I mean, it was all. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies were gonna go ahead and corner everything and make a huge profit off of. But the for for me, I kind of looked at it as a way for the capitalists to go ahead and discredit independent media later on when there would end up being a pandemic. And the and and the. The reason the shit hit so close to home now, if you go look at it from when the movie was made, is because this shit was something that people would have seen coming. It spread a lot faster in the movie too, though. So yeah, thing. I that's mean, the, 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 the movie the movie has their that. But the, the response disease. was also a lot quicker too, though. Like right, but but they they hyper they they hype up those aspects of the of the movie bec- for cinematic effect. But if you tone it down, it's very realistic to think about it. Because, you, you know, you're talking about, like, that r not in the movie was, what, four? We're at two and a half, something like that for Rona. But the, the difference is the death rate. Because in, in a movie, you can't oh, go yeah. and, you know, uh, you can't go and cinematize uh, a death rate of, of what, what do we have right now for, for the Rona? It's less than 1%, right? 
no, it's it's higher than that. There's like over a million cases and oh yes, yeah, so I guess it is higher than that. So I think there's like ninety thousand deaths and like one point two million cases or so, something like that. Yeah, so it's on. let me look at the yeah, 90, 
<laughs> calling it. Well, we're still going to have 50 states going in 50 different directions and not adopting the uniform policy. So then you're yeah, going to have outbreaks and... in we're going to have outbreaks in red states and we're going to have quarantines in blue states that aren't going to work because people in red states are going to travel out of state and it's going to keep spreading around, spreading around until people actually go and get their shit together. Yeah, like we're not going to have any like no one's going to we're not going to have any kind of tourism. No one's going to come here. We're not going to go anywhere. That's going to fuck up a lot of economies. Like no, there. I mean, and I can see other countries putting travel restrictions on on the U.S. because exactly not letting because us because of our shit. Yeah, exactly. See, so I mean, I can see all of that going down too. But you know, if, if things have to get to a point where they're in a in a contagion like situation in order to actually right. go and, and mobilize well, in, a, in a in a way that we would expect that's enough you know, and I keep seeing for the listeners tell us some positive news tell us how you're going to be the delegate for el paso okay so i haven't really talked about it too you're much you're going to be the best delegate a... texas has ever had i okay so my uh, proud of their my, son uh, representing well, your region's district like your district's Yes, I'm running for, okay, it's Texas District, uh, Senate District 29. I'm running for the platform committee. All right, I have one other person that's running against me. It's a centrist. And um, the idea here is like like, uh, I was telling you before we started off the the show was we didn't have much of a presence even though Bernie won in in El Paso. So – the, when we started off the process, we had something around in the neighborhood of 30-something delegates, right? right? And at the last minute, we saw that, you know, my my victory captain, who we're going to end up interviewing, uh, he saw that we didn't have anybody. And then he went and started rallying everybody together and getting everybody to sign up to fill up these delegate spots. And we were told at the time, we understood at the time, that Bernie was going to end up having more delegates allocated because he won here. So it was going to be 150-something to about like 120-something for Biden. And uh, then after that, we didn't see anybody around here going and running that would support Bernie's platform in any of these committee spots. So then we went and got together among ourselves and figured out who we could get to fill up each of these spots. Because, yeah, (laughs) it's important to go ahead and get – people that we can trust into these spots, people that are actually going to advocate for the the will of the voters. Because, yeah, Bernie won in in uh, El Paso. And cares the del- about the will of the voters. Oh, but that's why we need to be there, because we do care about the will of the voters. You know, and I care that we actually put in the work, and we want a platform that's reflected of that work. Yeah. You know, and that's that's why I if there was a there was one spot that I wanted to go ahead and do, it was going to be platforms committee. You know, I wanted to go ahead and put up a, a hard left platform. So whatever goes on. So guillotines, gulags, massive redistribution, open up the border with Mexico, like shit like that. I mean, I'm, I've never been an advocate for open. You're gonna let the cartels country, run your city. Oh, what do you mean, let the cartels in our city? You don't say nothing, but they probably afraid. do a better job than the fucking like scumbags in there now, anyway. Well, like, really, what we did was we took what Bernie's uh, 
a platform was in a lot of these different areas and then just built something off of the back of it. I mean, we added on top of it, but of course, but still, you know, we're, I mean, of course we went in with the, uh, we added some things like UBI, rank choice voting, municipal broadband. We're, we have to keep the new, the no super delegates rule or else they're going to change that shit back. And, yeah, uh, that, yeah, they uh, fucking, they love that. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, a national, big part of why they're doing that shit in New York. The big ones were the 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 direct ballot initiatives, and uh, you know, you know, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, the ending the cash bail system, all that kind of shit. And we're, you know, we I wanted it to be a whole group effort, and you know, I'm waiting to get feedback from anybody else that really wants to go ahead and have some policy or another on the platform. But yeah, I when when if I get in on this thing and the voting is tomorrow, so I'm gonna find out. Then I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be unabashedly progressive with what I go and advocate for. Of course, like what would you you gonna go up there and like be like you know I think we should not repeal Glass Steagall. No, I really like I really like that the the finance that is on, that is on our on, on our official rampant. platform. That I really like that platform. outsourcing has destroyed the manufacturing sector. Yeah, Union well I mean I also put a, at an all time low and we also put a. a uh, on the platform of an executive order, like an actual Buy American Act, that would pre- that would just be about the U.S. and not include allies. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we, we covered our bases as far as a platform, and the thing's solid. But the the real problem that we're running into is just how is the centrist response over here to us actually mobilizing. Because I don't think they were expecting that at all. Because, I mean, we, like I said, we started off with 30 uh, delegates to their uh, 90-something. You know, and if it wasn't for... Um, so the Biden bros, they're okay with you, though? They're okay with you putting forward this hard left platform? I mean, we haven't really discussed anything with the, <laughs> the Biden bros. We're gonna have the whole. Con- we're gonna have the voting tomorrow, and we're gonna end up going into a convention and seeing what kind of fight we run into from, from the platform. But now, since we mobilized so many people, now we're getting people reaching out saying that we want. They want to work with us on this and this. They want to work with us on 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 these issues, and they're looking forward to go ahead and joining up and all this. And like, you know, it, if 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 we weren't going and doing any of this stuff. I'm pretty sure they would have just, you know, been whatever as usual. And, you know, you get these same people that are running in the same offices year after year running for these same delegate spots. And they and apparently they all even know each other. Um, they they do know each other? Yeah. You know, because it's not an accident with, with uh, who we get to run for office when you go over here and look at Beto was running here. It didn't just happen that he was that it was Beto. It was because he's connected in the right areas. And the same thing with Veronica Escobar. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like nobody's going to be able to like challenge you like on the platform stuff. Like, what are they going to say? Like, Oh, I think we should be more corporatist. Like there's not, I don't see, like, I see how like, I'm, I'm not really you know, sure. Lanyards and wonks and stuff can make an yeah. argument for like, you know, technocratic, mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't see how, like, a regular person – that's why the Biden bros online can never make 
good policy based arguments because they don't have. I any don't see kind of... them making good policy based arguments either. But the problem is that they already got this whole process on lock where they fill up all the delegate spots with whoever they want, so they get their candidate elected. Um. And see, we were all new to the game, so we don't even we didn't even know about how many delegates we could get in. We just went off of what we were being told by the so convention. So when is the vote, though? Tomorrow. Um. All the ballots you get to phone banking, son. Oh, we we did have some uh, people volunteering for phone banking, but the the big thing was that we were under the impression that the system was built in a way that we would just be able to get our delegate spot filled up. And then go out and email list our delegate spots, and then be able to get our people in. But then when tomorrow, it, yeah. But we we did all of this uh, stuff at the last minute, and then we come to find out that there's all these different kinds of things that we're hearing now with the delegates and how many people you can get in and who can fill up these spots, regardless of who voted for who or how the primary went here. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of conflicting information, and it's not. Uh, a really uh, level playing field when the same people that we're trying to fight against are the people giving us all the information to go about the process. Well, I think you should be phone banking, man. You should call as many people as you can tomorrow. We had a, we had text How many people are going to vote in this? Uh, We had 437 total delegates in uh, that are allocated in our district, and then we had we were supposed to get the majority of those, but then now we end up finding out that certain can have non preference, certain yeah, certain delegates can be non preference, certain delegates would be for Biden, certain, certain delegates would be for Bernie, but it's not really they weren't really clear about how that was decided. We were just what they said was everybody could just fill in whatever they wanted. And then we got all these these uh, weird deadlines that said you have to declare your preference for by a certain date. And then all of a sudden, then you can change it until tomorrow to change yeah. your preference to one candidate or another. Um, sounds like a shit show, bro. It, it really well, is. should save that for when we talk to your buddy tomorrow then. Yeah, we we'll, we'll go in this to tomorrow more and uh and uh we can include the whole the whole interview segment and everything. Let's wrap it up for now. All right, yeah. Yeah, cuz we're I'm pretty sure we're going to go ahead and and have a pretty extended interview tomorrow with everything. Yeah. Um you think you could splice that part in to where we go and lead into the interview? Yeah. I'll just right. have to try and cut this one out too cuz there's a lot of like nonsense on here. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm, right. I'm good at editing these shits now. All right, cool. Um, uh, yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. So you want to give up our handles and everything? Yeah, man. I'm DJ Tom Hanks. I'm this 20 is... Westside 088. Yeah, and we are not unelectable airwaves. We are something much cooler that I will come up with. It's not Che Guevara's basement. Jeez, man, come on, just give me a break here. Somebody's basement. Somebody's basement. Your mom's basement. Oh, come on. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's basement. Oh, and would you? Uh, man, that's so toxic of her. Like, yeah. making fun of the president's suite. Like, 
I mean, is that the the ground? Move it, move it, move it, you can bring it back up and make the fella say dance. Damn, shorty, how you manage to do that dance? The way I shake it, I be bringing all the boys to the yard. I take that money from the suckers, I be playing my cards when I be shaking my booty. You know it's a trend. I be blowing their mind, I make them niggas collapse. All my ladies, if you shake it, then you know it's a rap. When we be throwing it back, we make them throw their stacks, and I'm a young miss. Sexy, real girls spark, fake girls talk, real girls shake, fake girls take, rah rah. I'm the one that's breaking, I'ma shake it to the ground, bring it back up, twirl it all around, yeah, you know what's up. I'ma shake it to the ground and bring it back up and twirl it all around, yeah, you know what's up. Move to the ground, move it, move it, move it, bring it back up. Bring it back up. 